You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny. So I'm a sucker for a good deep tissue massage, and I'm kind of getting old and I've got some triple D boobs, so my back's fucking hurting. <laughs> but of course, you always hear those happy ending jokes, and you always kind of wonder. So from someone who fancies a good rub down, I'm not too well versed in the world of actual erotic massage. So today I have with me an actual erotic masseuse named Heidi to fill us in on the world of tantalizing touch. Thank you for joining me, Heidi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so how long have you been in sex work for? So I have been in sex work for off and on 10 years. Uh, and I first got, I first started it through erotic massage. So that was kind of my intro into everything, but I have done erotic massage, escorting, being a sugar baby, all that kind of stuff. But I do find myself usually coming back to that part of sex work. The tried and true. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, why did you get into sex work in the first place? Um, so I was around 20 years old, which now looking back, I find pretty young, I wish I'd maybe waited a little bit just because, you know, when you're that young, it's hard to know. You don't, you still don't, you're learning so much about yourself and your boundaries and the world. Um, but why I was working at a shitty job, I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel respected. I saw an ad on Craigslist that was very vague, but it sounded, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I know. But it's funny because um, when I did a pen, uh, pen, a pen term, uh, interview with Penny yeah. a couple episodes ago, she yeah. was actually like, I saw an ad on Craigslist. I was like, you ain't heard the Craigslist killer. Like, what are you I, doing? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. But it was like, yeah, I guess I had enough at time. <laughs> right. Danger. Yeah. Right? Go on. <laughs> so you saw <laughs> an ambiguous ad yeah, seeking was, naked women. You're like, was, I'll be there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Didn't, they didn't say, yeah, they didn't say naked woman it was more like um like a gentleman's kind of club and so that even was just like oh enough to pique my interest so I went and there wasn't there was like a small interview process they just had me like they just wanted to see me in a form-fitting clothing and it was like a fine place and it was run by a woman so I thought Mm -hmm. that was really cool um, and they operated in the guise of like a private club so that they could kind of bypass a lot of the legalities. So I think they could exist on paper, but okay. Is this in Vancouver? This was in somewhere in Ontario. Let's okay. say. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's when I was Toronto there. is very, right? yeah. Ontario is very much like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I think I worked there for about two years. And is that a, uh, is that a brothel or was it a, it wasn't a brothel. Massage? So it was erotic massage. Okay. Um, but of course within when you were, behind closed doors you could basically actually was that allowed there no no it was just massage (laughs) what was I doing it was just massage that came later (laughs) other stuff came okay so it really was just a place for like sexy women to massage men yes oh massage men with a happy ending yeah I just meant like more than that yeah okay so so it's still you're still hand jobs for the end cool okay so it's still like a rub and tug yes okay so that would be considered, yeah, erotic massage. Yeah. Tiny, okay. No, I was thinking, yeah, Fucking okay. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So that happened at 20, and then mm-hmm. um, you dabbled in other areas as well. Mm-hmm. Why, so the, then, why the... Um, well, then I moved from this small, let's say, smallish town that I was living at, and then I moved to Toronto. Okay. And that's when I got into escorting, because I was working um, in... 
the financial district at this like kind of this high class restaurant. And I was just exposed to all these men with money. And that's kind of when I was like, huh, I was poor the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I was working as a hostess and I was just like, you know, there must be, yeah, a better way. Cause I had Mm -hmm. gone on a few, some people from there had asked me out and I'd gone on dates with them. I'm like, I'm just so bored. Yeah. There's no, nothing connection, like no connection, but obviously they were into me and attracted. So yeah. like, there must be a way for me to monetize off this. Right. So then I went into escorting and that was very much like, I didn't know anything. I felt very isolated. Mm. I had no other women to talk to. So it was very much like kind of flying off the seat of my pants. Okay. Yeah. Um, and being young. Yeah. And being young. So that was kind of not the best time. Like I did, I, I learned a lot, mm-hmm. but also like looking back now, I'm just like, Ooh girl, like I'm happy for myself that like I didn't come into any more serious kind of situations in yeah. a way. Yeah. Because sure. I just didn't know how to protect myself. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I mentioned before too is, um, secrecy is great. And a mm-hmm. lot of people in this industry keep it a secret, but with secrecy comes a, like a lack of safety. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, you didn't have people to talk to. And that alone, like yeah. you can't talk to them when something goes wrong. You can't no, talk to them on getting advice from people. No. Um, so as much as people love to be secret, it, yeah, it brings in a lot more danger as well. My first time actually um, working as an escort in Toronto, I went into this like nice fancy hotel. I was dressed all cute. I went in, some guy opened the door, he shut the door. A woman came out of the bathroom and it was like the sting operation. It was two police <gasps> officers. No. And I was just like, <gasps> and they, they tried to scare me. They're like, what if that was another man that came out? You know, they were just yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not wrong though. No, I know. They're not wrong. So, I was <laughs> so like, did okay, you get arrested? Okay. Nope, I didn't oh, get arrested. You're so fucking lucky. I know. Because I was working, I just, this was my first, like, for real, first day. And I told oh them, they're like, God. yeah, yeah, we hear that all the time. Like, no, like oh near tears. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Good and bad luck, I guess. I know. But I, I, cause I had joined up through this agency and so I contacted the driver afterwards and then like they contacted like the head person and who is also a woman. And, um, she's like, yeah, tell them to give them my number. She was like, all like, I'll talk to them. So nothing, nothing came out of it, but they did Crazy. take my information at the time. So yeah. Ooh. Oh, what a horrible feeling that'd be. Yeah. Well, I know even in Vegas, um, when we're just um, doing, like, sugar baby stuff or when we're just, like, getting paid for lunches and stuff, we have to be worried because there are a lot of sting operations in Vegas. Oh, my girlfriend, she was yeah. working there a couple of years back, and she like got pulled lunch, up. Yeah, you know? but because you're in a lounge, that's usually how you vet guys raise you hand in the lounge, wait for someone to approach you, ask okay. them they want to go for a lunch, and say you're getting paid, right? But consider it's still working. You're still making money in mm. the States. It's still mm. technically illegal, right? Ooh. But my girlfriend, who actually is a prostitute, when she was in Vegas, um, she was telling me how you have to be very care- careful in lounges because police will go undercover. Ugh. They'll bring you up to the hotel room, and then they'll throw you in the bathroom with, like, eight other girls they've collected that night. And that's, what? like, the holding cell, the bathroom. That's yeah. sick. That's yeah. really fucking... Also, not to mention, who knows what, you know, if they know you're a prostitute. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah a sting operation is something else to that's, me. I just feel like there's a million scary. other things, um, places that money and time could be allocated than to like getting right. girls who are giving orgasms. Yeah, like I understand like, you know. if you're if you if there's like suspected like trafficking. Oh, of course, victim, yeah. But that's like th- these are very two different things. Yes, you know. So like, no, figure it out. Like, yeah, yeah. Consenting adult behavior. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. And then that kind of transitioned into back into erotic massage. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, and then I moved to Vancouver, and so I was doing the whole, like, sugar baby, sugar daddy arrangement. Yeah. And then I found in the last, what was it, maybe the last two years, um, I went back to erotic massage. And I found that really great because I was working independently at this one place. Um, So there's one woman who would, like, lease out an apartment kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and um, we got run evicted maybe like two months ago so Oof. since then I haven't been really doing that erotic massage yeah because it's it's like I don't really want unless it's like a, a regular client that I know really well then I that I would consider even like consider having them in my home but right. usually it's just like that's something that I don't want to jeopardize at all yeah yeah your so, safe place yeah um also too even with our laws having a body house they could like yeah, class no, as a body house right that's illegal um yeah, yeah it's it's real a gray area um so, okay, for those listening, if we're calling erotic massage, mm. what does that entail? So, I think the basic, like, level of erotic massage would be someone comes into an environment that you prepare, and usually I'm very much about the atmosphere. Ambience. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, trying to create a mood, yeah. trying to, you know, because I, I, and it's, for me, too, it's, like, for a time for me to feel sexy in a way, mm-hmm. too, so yeah, it's, like, good sure. music, everything's clean everything smells good um but basically it's just like very people can book at 15 minutes if they want like a quickie they can do half an hour they can do an hour they can do an hour and a half up to two hours is my max because it's just like i'm bored at that point i'm like tired my hands hurt yeah um (laughs) but usually an hour is the basic kind of timeline and people come in um after we i put an ad up on leo list Mm-hmm. And then we contact through phone, and there's, like, somewhat of a vetting process there. And then they come in, and usually they shower, and they lie down, and it's all about, like, getting them to feel very relaxed, and then teasing, and then getting them to flip over, and then more teasing, and then getting them off. So is there actually a massage aspect? Yes. Like, would oh I be God. like, would yes. I like, like, would I like, so I'm just thinking like, what's the difference between a prostitute and an erotic masseuse? Like, do I actually come to you and would I actually get like a proper deep tissue massage? Well, like, are these like, are these like the prostitutes pr- with RMTs? Like, like, some of them? Yes. Right. Because I have met, exactly. Yes. Uh, and they're like, I make more money this way. A hundred percent. Yeah. You get it. Um, yeah, I mean, my training is the basis of YouTube videos, and I worked as a receptionist at a massage therapy clinic when I was I younger. brushed shoulders with RMT. <laughs> exactly. I, through osmosis, I absorbed all of their training. <laughs> no, I'm by no means, like, when people ask me, you know, are you qualified? It's like, no. Well, I'm qualified yeah, I have to... a vagina but, and hands. I'm but, qualified. But really, like, I do very much enjoy that part of, like, making people feel good through touch. Right. Like, that is a big part of why I even like erotic massage. Yeah. Um, and I get a lot of, like, comp- compliments and just, like, feedback from people, like, that they really enjoyed it and that it does feel good. So I am actually trying, like, I am really trying to make them feel as good as possible and get in there. Right. <laughs> right up in there. Um, right up in there. <laughs> okay. Do you ever have people come to you saying, like, oh, oh I just wanted a massage? Uh, I feel ever confused. Oh, oh my. <laughs> yeah, I have one dude and he's like, I thought I was just here for a massage. <laughs> the way he said it, it just, like, sticks with me forever because I'm like, there's so- no, you're Did, lying. Was he joking? Lying to yourself. I don't know. Um, 
Maybe he's I've, got cold feet and then like yeah <laughs> no what I think your most people say? understand does your ad say like hey do you want to well, massage yeah, and jerk you for, off yeah, well no it, <laughs> it says yeah. <laughs> let me I know. massage you for five minutes turn you over jerk you off like <laughs> not in so many terms no it's very you know because it's like online so you have to be vague. very vague yes and use like little acronyms for things which sometimes now aren't even allowed right um Oh, if I but, can't even but no, like... be, because it's it's on like massage, like erotic massage. There's this okay. one like okay. um, tab on Leolis that you can like filter it in, so people know. And then sometimes people also want extras. So at the place that I was working at, sometimes you could do blowjobs, or you could do full service, uh-huh. or you could. That's very much up to the discretion of whoever's putting Provider. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never actually been on Leolis. That's what I know what it looks like. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. No. Sorry. I'm yeah. Just so maybe explain to listeners what Leo's list is. Um, I mean, I'm not an expert, but basically it's just a website for people to procure sexual services, yeah. from my understanding. And yeah, it's like a Craigslist for exactly. sex stuff. R.I.P. Craigslist personals, yes. Yeah, exactly. Rest in peace, yeah. <laughs> right? I thought Leo's was closed. Oh, back page closed down. Back page closed. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. Okay, so... We've covered what erotic massages. So, do your friends and family know that you're a sex worker? Um, my family, hell no. Okay. My f- close friends, yes. And okay. just in the last, I think in the last two years, because I, I was dating someone, like I was in a serious monogamous relationship for a year, so I wasn't doing any sex work, and then mm. that ended. Uh, and then I quit my full-time job, so I was like, all right, let's get back to it. You know, <laughs> like it was kind of like, it was, I don't know, it was, funny as it seems like it was an exciting time for me because it's just this way for me to have like my own life and then create this kind of like financial independence Mm -hmm. in a way that I don't have to rely on like the nine to five which I can't I just really have a hard time with yeah um did your partner did he know you were a erotic masseuse at all okay no so you decided hey I'm not gonna tell him and I'm gonna stop doing all these with me yes because I really felt like at that time in my life I was like, I was in a very vulnerable place based on, like, life ex- stuff that was going on that I don't want to get into because I feel like it's too personal that That's people okay. could recognize yeah. it. No, but, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I just felt like I wasn't in this space where I felt like I could tell him and feel good about it. Yeah. But since then, I feel like just from, like, the self-acceptance that I've kind of been working on and just the realization that through meeting other, mainly mainly other women, like, female sex workers, just how, like, okay it is. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I don't have the shame as much. And I yeah. think a lot of that came through, like, community and talking about it. For sure. Um, so now I've... Now, like, if I were to date someone, they would have to know because I don't think I would want to be able to just, like, up and leave. And then right. it's like, well, why would I want to? So now right. someone's, like, dictating what I am. Exactly. What I can and can't do yeah. for work. I like, agree. No. And I think, too... When you hide something like that from a person or you quit it, um, what you're saying is your right to be ashamed of it, you know? Um, And that's one of the things that bothers me, though I am sympathetic with it, Mm -hmm. is that the reason there's such a poster child for a sex worker is because the real sex workers, the majority, which are, you know, standout fucking women, Mm -hmm. like educated, intelligent, like lovely people, um, do feel shame. So we kind of, like, hide in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I think once you start meeting other women who are solid fucking people, also yeah. sex workers, like, hey, why? I would never be ashamed if I was her. She's dope. So why am I ashamed for doing the same yeah. thing? You know, that kind of community yeah. helps to but bring also that like, out. Yeah. But also, like, no hate to, like, 
all the different levels. Of, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm just saying like nice the reason why people, right. The reason faces. why people think that's the only thing mm-hmm. is because that's the only thing that really gets attention in the media. Right. Yeah. They don't, um, it's the visibility that's right. missing yeah. a lot of times. Um, yeah. And I think one thing's, um, I've touched on too is that like we'd be also on that same line of thought of what you just said was mm-hmm. we'd be naive to not acknowledge our own privilege in the industry. Oh, for sure. Um, and we have that privilege to hide it, you know? Yes, it all That's 100%. a huge privilege. Like, yeah. I can, because of my job and because of, like, I'm, like, a white cis woman, like, right. I could be out and I would face, I don't know, probably, like, very little repercussions. Like, I've yeah. had people, when I've divulged to people that I've been a sex worker, I've definitely had it, like, backfire on me. And oh, I've had, sure. like, you know, terrible threats and shit like that. And you're like, where is this coming from? Yeah. But... Yeah, it is a privilege. So sometimes I do want to be more out and be more visible about it. But right. sometimes, too, it's like, ah, I want my own private life. And no, I don't want people to make assumptions about of me. Of course. But it's, it's yeah. that constant. 100%. And I think that's, yeah. too, is like, just like you have the right to have to come forward without shame, you have the yeah. right to keep things about your life private. Yeah. You know? Like, square people don't <laughs> share everything about their life. And, of course, it Who is. Who cares? Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're, boring, they're boring-ass lives. No one cares. Um, but, true. But, um... <laughs> No, I agree. Mm-hmm. There's like kind of yeah. that tug of war of like, hey, I want to be proud sex worker, but also like, yeah. it's not your fucking business. I'm a sex worker. Yeah. And you know, um, most people I know go through that day to day. Like some days you're like, fuck yeah, sex workers, fuck you. And you're like, you know what? Fuck you. It's yeah. your business. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm kind of very like out there about sex workers because literally everything I surround myself in my life is promoting sex work. You know, the podcast, book club, my own like out there jobs, great. I think that's my so good. education. Yeah. Um, but I am sympathetic that people don't have that kind of avenues to be out there like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I find too, like that's kind of what you have to be. You're like really out there with it or you're like private and walking that line can be very hard. It is. Yeah. And it's also very, yeah, it's, it just sucks too. Like even if I'm out with friends and I have some of my close friends that know what I do and then, because I have a myriad of jobs also. Like, I have right. a job that I can say, oh, yeah, this is what this is how I'm making money. Your square job. No one knows, yeah, yeah, the underlying things that I, like, don't immediately expose. Right. But so my close friends know. But if I'm in a group of people and I had, like, this crazy day, and let's say I had, like, two clients or something, I can't, I feel very, like, held back because I can't. I don't feel safe enough to say, listen, like, this was my day because yeah. I don't know these people. I don't know how they're going right, to react. Right, right, right. And I always find, like, that... It kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. Just the, I mean, I know that's, like, very low level, but it's also, like, if you feel like you can't... If you feel isolated in a way in your certain social circles, yeah. it's like, well, then I don't want to hang out with people like yeah. that. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I... Um, <coughs> that's one of the things I wrote about in um, a paper for Sexer was how mm. extremely isolating hiding mm. your job can be because yeah. when you have good shifts... Like, you want to tell someone, hey, oh I made God. this much money, the guy was dope, blah, blah, yeah. But also, the same man, when you have a bad shift and you just yeah. need to debrief to someone, yeah. um, when you don't have that person, it can be very isolating. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the reason why, um, with the book club, that's why I like getting women together, because it's, it's, it is weirdly therapeutic to, to the other women, like, oh, yeah, he smelled your asshole, too? Fuck, this guy tried to finger mine the other day. You know? And, like, it doesn't, like, shock anyone to hear that. They're just no, like, oh, fuck, let me one up. This yeah. is my day. Yeah. Like, uh, I think you do need that balance in your life. And I think it's yeah. good to have people that aren't in your industry um yeah. i think it's really good to have companions oh in your industry too yeah i think you do i think it's really beneficial to have that balance it is um okay so some of your friends near your sex worker you said mm-hmm. uh do you currently have a partner right now mm, nope <laughs> like, you do i didn't know you did no uh, no no i'm no, no, just going through that, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> nothing to 
you're right on that. Uh, yeah, girl. Yeah. Well, you moved to Vancouver. That was your first mistake. <laughs> um, where's the lie? Where's the lie? Yeah. Where's uh, the love? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair question. Um, okay, so then you said your previous partners did have an issue with sex work, or you didn't even give them a chance. Right? Well, my last partner that I dated Wait, that sounds so judgy. You didn't give them a chance, <laughs> did you? No, but you know, no, that's a very that's a really fair thing to say because I was really kind of like basing my actions or like on like personal experience that I'm like, oh they won't accept me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that was maybe like a shortcoming. Who knew? Like who knows what would have happened. But right. Um but no, but I did date someone who was um a client, like a past client of mine that I saw before he it was the weirdest thing. I saw him at an event. I was photographing an event. I saw this guy. I thought he was really cute. Um, I talked to him so briefly, and then I left, and I was really mad. I didn't get his number. And then I was working at this massage spot, and he came in and, like, had booked an appointment with me. Didn't know that it was... Oh, it wasn't. Because my face is not online, so he right. could not have made that, like, connection at all. Yeah. So it was just, like, a minute of, like, looking at each Happens other dance. and being like, yeah. what? Stars aligned. And then yeah. we started... No, I'm not. I don't know if we dated. We were fucking, yes. Yeah. But did you keep charging him? No. <laughs> no. Always <laughs> charge the fucker. Well, listen, because I was like, maybe it could be more than that. But then it's like, no, <laughs> no, I know. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I wanted the fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, we met in a massage um, part. Of the yeah. That's the story yeah. of your children. This is how it all began. <laughs> how I met your father. <laughs> no, no, no. Mom, there's right, none of that. <laughs> And then you got it for free after. <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. And he ripped me off and started getting sex for free. He I finessed really, the fuck out of me. I, I did that to myself. No, but we had, um, it was, honestly, it was really nice because we were both trying to do like the polyamorous thing. Mm. And he was the first man that I ever dated who knew about my sex work and that I was very open with and mm. we were very open about our own sexual experiences mm-hmm, without mm. each other so that for me was like really kind of like a changing point to realize like listen not everyone is gonna have terrible negative feelings about yeah. this you know yeah so that was really helpful to me and I'm also bisexual well I use the word queer mainly because I I love all people mm-hmm. um and I <laughs> I'm just been <laughs> taking a little break from dudes I think yeah <laughs> I yeah. hear that. Just, you know, <laughs> I yeah. have a partner and I well, hear that. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I think just, uh, just a side note about being bisexual or queer or whatever. Mm. Um, most women I know in the industry are bisexual, myself included. Mm. And I think it's because, and I was actually talking to my hairstylist today about this. Nice. But anyways, we were talking about, you know, when did you know you were bisexual? And I was like, you know, what's funny is a lot of people in my industry are bisexual Mm -hmm. and I think it's because when we have a job that focuses so much on like the physical sexuality Mm -hmm. you start to in turn see the importance of the non-physical sexuality Mm -hmm. and like the like energies people give at least this is I'm speaking from my part why I think my bisexuality really like became stronger as more of the industry I've been in because now like it's I've met a lot of hot men I've met a lot of men with money I've met a lot of these things that people find attractive Mm -hmm. but um, there's still this like je sais quoi um, about people's energies that, so for me like the mm-hmm. body and like the like actual like gender assignment you have really means little, very little to me yeah it's you know like what do I feel when I'm with you am I of vibing course. with you of course um, so for me like I don't like care if it's a woman or a man in front of me if I'm connecting with you if you're making me feel good if we're we're doing something here mm-hmm. like that's what's gonna make me attracted yeah. um, and I think that's 
I, that's my own philosoph- uh, philosophy about why I think so many people in our industry are bisexual because they just appreciate like beauty and sexuality in many different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, me, that's whole fucking bullshit. Not well, a horn dog. But also, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> also, like I grew up very in like a very kind of a very small rural town, very heteronormative. I didn't know any gay people in my town. Oh wow. No, yeah. So for me, like I always knew I was I was always attracted to women, but I didn't even know what that meant. Right. I just thought, you know, oh, like she's she's so pretty. It wasn't really until like after high school when I realized like that actually meant something and it mm-hmm. meant like something about my identity and like about mm-hmm. my sexual identity and just it was I don't know really bizarre. So now I'm I get what you mean about the energy, mm-hmm. especially too when you are. In a job where you feel like constantly <laughs> on the defense sometimes mm. with certain men. So it's mm-hmm. like so much easier when you feel so much, I don't know, I just feel very comfortable with women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I say that to John all the time too, and this is one thing I explained to him when we first got together is that for me, mm. the, um, there's something a woman provides that a man doesn't, and there's certain things that men provide that a woman doesn't, you know, male energy and female energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I seek female companionship. There's mm-hmm. something about it that feels good in that moment, mm-hmm. and I, it's feeding, it's it's serving me in that moment. And there's sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm craving a male companion. Mm-hmm. And, um, and John does his best to understand that. And I've explained to him, you know, if you ever find out that you're bisexual or you're ever bi-curious, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. come to me and, like, I'm the last person to give a fuck about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because I get it. And mm-hmm. I, there's things that a man can give you that I cannot give you as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though I think I'm quite a male energy, there's still, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm not a man. Mm-hmm. I'm a cis female. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he's like, no, no, I don't like to I'm like, well, 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 let's not say never. Have like, you tried it, though? Yeah, <laughs> I've tried it. Double ender on you, so... <laughs> I know. He has an ongoing joke with his little CN guys about like him like gay jokes with them. Mm. Like him make them very uncomfortable by being very like but he's I think it's also he grew up with all sisters, so he's oh, very yeah. feminine in his energy. Oh, so he really yeah. plays up around guys to make them uncomfortable because he's very comfortable in his sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I said and I was like, That's really funny, babe, but do you ever think there's a reason why yeah. you're constantly joking yeah, like, like gay. closeted, like homoerotic? Like, yeah, you're like, wouldn't it be funny we fucked? <laughs> right, funny. You know, like, interesting. Like, Interesting flex. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling the energy. Yeah, <laughs> too funny. Um, okay, so we talked about uh, vetting clients briefly. Mm-hmm. Do you, especially when you're putting yourself on Leo's list, which yeah. is a very public forum, and yeah. you have no clue on the other side of that um, that computer screen who's mm-hmm. looking at that and who's messaging you? Uh, do you ever get worried for your safety taking on new clients, and how do you screen or vet them? And sorry, I'm just gonna. I tried not dumb down, but I tried yeah. to not use too many jargons on the podcast because a lot vetting. of like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so vetting when we say vetting for those listening, it's um, another word is screening clients, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so do you ever get worried about your own safety taking on new clients, and and how do you screen them? Uh, yeah, I definitely am always trying to be cautious and trying to keep my best interests, you know, in check. Um, screening a lot of times is just figuring out as much information as they'll give me without coming off you know you don't want to like push people away what's your social starting summer <laughs> yeah what's your mother's what's main your name fucking, yeah that's the kind of shit I want but like that comes get later their tap. yeah <laughs> yeah usually I just start with like basic like age what what do you do for work and then it's or what's your ethnicity sometimes you know like 
I don't know. It's really like a lot of times just seeing how they'll even respond to you or how mm-hmm. they'll communicate to you. Yeah, I think um, I completely agree with there's a lot in the in-between words, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah. I'm not even looking for necessarily the answer. No. I'm looking for how you word yourself. But if you don't know, like, if you're misspelling, like, all these words, if you're, like, texting me, like, a million times with, like, question marks, babe, mm-hmm. you there, it's like, if you're making me feel uncomfortable, yes. basically, yeah. it's like, over the phone, then yeah. I'm definitely not willing to see you in right. person. Right, definitely. So it's really, like, a feeling and trying to get information and just trying to see if I think they would be the kind of client that I'd want to see, which is mainly, like, respectful, mm-hmm. who will, like, listen to my boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and who just, yeah, because, like, I'm not looking for someone, like, through clients that I'm going to be, like, fall in love with, really, mm-hmm. and, like, I mm-hmm. do meet a lot of people that I would normally never, like, be interested in that I'm, you know, we have a great time together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's usually just, you know, like making sure that you feel like comfortable on the phone so that you can go on and see them in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever worry about, um, like cops from Leo's list? Uh, like tracking and trying to come in. Yeah. Mm, No, like I would always, yeah. In the back of my mind, sure. I'd always wonder like, oh, we're going to get raided or something, you know? Um, or even just like on Leo's list messaging you. Mm, like, yeah. I worry about even on seeking arrangements. Really? Yeah. yeah. No. No. I mean, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's no. a possibility. Yeah. No, it's for definitely a possibility, but I didn't... It just never seemed... You know, it seems, like, so far-flung, but, of course, it's, like, a f- definite possibility. But I just mm. didn't... I don't know. Just... It's like, ah, you know, I had my one run-in with the cops. That's enough. You're done now. Yeah, you're done. No, you I think it's very... Yeah, it's maybe living in la-la land a little bit, but, um... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how prevalent they are on those sites, but it just makes sense to me that if you're looking for prostitutes, you go to a prostitute site and, like, yeah. pick one and message them, you yeah. know, like... Yeah, but I wonder, too, it's like, is that really what their MO is, or they're more like, are they looking for victims of trafficking, and then they might confuse the two? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I... I don't know how they work. I think that's, I don't like, understand a very... Cops. Um, yeah, I think that's, <laughs> like, a very... Um, positive way to look at it that they're doing it with the intention of saving people yeah, um well, that's i don't know if i think that yeah because i was saying to actually my hairdresser we had, we had a lot we had my hair took seven Something. hours because okay. i had a lot of time talking about shit and one of the things i always find interesting is um you know how prostitution is illegal mm-hmm. but porn isn't and porn mm-hmm. there's a lot of trafficking in porn yeah so yeah more so than off-street sex, like, off-street prostitution, I would think. So that's just me guessing from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So why is porn not legal, but prostitution is? Well, if we look at it, porn is Wait, legal. Wait, other way around. Why? Sorry, porn legal and prostitution yeah. is not. Yeah. So the only thing I can think is, you know, porn is fucking random people for porn money. Is a huge industry yeah. also, you yeah. know? So, it's like so I'm fucking me. random people for money, and there's a camera on for the mass mass consumption Mm. the only difference is the government can tax porn Mm. and the government can't tax prostitutes so you know are we really like so worried about people getting trafficked no or are we really worried the government isn't getting their cut of it you know so that's kind of saying to my um to my hairdresser and she stared at me dumbfounded she's like oh my god you're right oh my god it's like you know i thought she's like no i've never even realized no there's so much you know porn's legal yeah, but it's really just prostitutes fucking on camera. I'm like, right? Like, there's so much more money to be made, like off of like skimming, you know? Yes, off yeah. the top from porn. Yeah, it's really gross. Yeah. Um, so when I think of like you know, cops, are they really so worried about you know saving the traffic, or are they just worried about 
just getting anyone mm. who's yeah. getting an orgasm. But that's just me being my bitchy. But then like, also, like, self. what about the cops that are going, you know, like, what about the cops that are off duty and they are going to prostitutes? Like, how do you reconcile that yeah. within yourself? How do you reconcile that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, we're um, just, we're not, and they're we're very not prevalent. Yeah. And also, too, it drives me crazy. And I, I told my boyfriend this once, and he, it blew his mind. He'd never even heard of this before. Is that mm. a lot of cops who pick up prostitutes, specifically prostitutes on the street, very, um, like, marginalized prostitutes. That, sexually that, assault them. Yeah, yeah, sexually assault them. Or yeah. say, hey, if you blow me, I won't, I won't I bring won't you in. I won't you. Um, Which is, It's yeah. so prevalent. And it's something we don't talk about, and I wonder why. You know? Because when we're publishing those things, who does it go through? You know? <laughs> like, that's the reason yeah. why people don't talk about that. And, of course, um, and they're targeting, yeah, the girls on the street. Who are no, supposed to be girls are supposed to be saving? Girls, boys, trans. Yes, yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't say girls, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Because of course, sex yeah. Workers make but it's a lot very yeah the back. marginalized population that doesn't ha- feel like they can fight back of because course. they can't because these are the people in power right. abusing their power yes and then even just for um, any any human in sex work if you are vic- if you are a victim of something you're gonna go to cop and say hey I was doing something illegal and I got beaten up or no. I got raped. No, exactly. All they're gonna yeah. say is, "Wait, you were a prostitute?" Like that's yeah. all they're gonna no, hear. No, I know. I know. Uh, you would, I that's why all day. Decriminalization is needed. You're all day. I know. Um, it drives me crazy. John yeah. has to stay up all night sometimes and be going, "Baby, and then this, and then this." He's like, no. "Baby, I have this conversation every week." I'm like, "And then this." <laughs> I'm not done. But it's an important conversation. hundred percent. I think yeah. you know, I think John's just like, "I get it, babe." Like, gotta move on to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got this one on your side. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Um, so for your clients in particular, do you see only men? I know we spoke about your own sexuality being male and female. Do you see only men or do you see women as well? I've never had female clients in the massage aspect. And that's not the, um, is that that you only request male or that you just had never females? No, I fucking wish. Um, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I never have. I had one request for a couple mm. and then there was a lot, they were very hot and cold and mm. then nothing mm-hmm. materialized. Mm. Um, I've definitely had like my share of threesome kind of rendezvous like in other forms of sex work but not in the massage mm-hmm. aspect no and then and sometimes there's something called four hands which is when you do like a massage um session with another girl usually mm-hmm. and so it's mm-hmm. the one like another worker yeah yes okay um and that that's fine like that's fun also usually too because you're just like looking at each other like yeah. Oh yes, that's literally nice. And it's so fun. Or if you think the girl's cute and you're both like titties out, you're like, yeah. this is fun. Like, okay, do you massage them this? naked? Um, yeah. So I worked. Sorry, I saw you said titties. I was like, hold on here. <laughs> yeah, wait. Yeah. Um. So when I was working independently, so that means like I wasn't answering to anyone. I was setting my own prices. Mm-hmm. I was working out of a certain like rental unit that was being leased by a woman, and we would pay her a certain amount that would go towards the lease, mm-hmm. um, which was great because you would make your own hours. Um, but when I was working independently, yeah, I would get naked. And I had, and I know some girls that would, will keep their panties on mm. or they'll wear like a bodysuit. But for me, it's like, eh, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not rubbing on any, I'm not trying to like rub any genitalia together. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. like that, but, um, yeah, I just like, I just like being naked. So yeah, but then at the uh, another place that I was working at, which was not independent, which was run by a dude, I lasted there for about a month. The money was amazing, mm-hmm. but it very much felt like you're being like whored out a little bit, and I just didn't like that. Why so? Uh, because it was a dude, and he was like telling you 
what to set your prices and what for. Uh, mm -hmm. And I just like was not okay with that. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you don't want to see this client? Well, I think you should. So go see, go to the room. It's like, no, I don't function like that. Yeah. And I, I get it because you are, you're working. I don't know. Like it's like, you don't stop. Right. So in a way you're like, all right, I'm just going to like put my head down. Like, yeah. Put my hands in the air and just yeah. like <laughs> grab onto hustle and like make, yeah, grab onto a dick and make that money. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, it's like, it wasn't worth it for me. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I got off track of your question. What's That's your okay. question? <laughs> um, I was saying about, um, what was I even saying? Oh, do I get naked? Yeah. Okay. Do you get naked? Yeah. <laughs> I'm grabbing dick, money. Yeah, I get naked. <laughs> um, good to know. <laughs> um, so you, when you're working in um, massage parlors, or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. them, yeah. um, and you're having coworkers, mm -hmm. how is that relationship like? Is it a competition or is it more camaraderie? It was honestly so nice because really? I had never, yeah, because when I first started, I was working in a massage parlor and it felt a little bit competitive just mm -hmm. in the way that I didn't know anyone and people were nice enough but it just like wasn't a good vibe in that one specific area in general mm -hmm. um, and then when I was doing escorting it was very isolating so this for me was like a really cool way to meet other women that were very like different than I was mm -hmm. um, but also all very cool from different walks of life all with like very much like different um experiences and we could talk when we weren't like seeing clients and we would just commiserate it was on it was so great i really nice. liked it yeah and i i think i got really lucky because it was just like a small two-room studio and there was like four girls that worked there and usually at most there'd be three of us there at a time mm. and yeah right, we just right. we had a really good time yeah nice yeah how long did you work that one for uh probably a year and a half i think nice. yeah Nice. And why did you switch from that one? Uh, because we got renovated. That was one? Oh, okay. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so, what are some pros and cons that you've found of being in sex work? Okay. That's a big, <laughs> yeah. question, but... Um, pro, like, throughout the years, pros would definitely be just becoming so much more confident in my body and mm -hmm. my sexuality. Um, because I had a bunch of surgeries when I was younger, so I have like a big scar, like I have a scar in my stomach, two scars on my stomach, and I just felt like, you know, self-conscious about mm -hmm. that. But then you meet enough people and you just like meet people and then within 30 seconds you're naked and then you just start like, in the beginning I used to apologize. Right. It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. But in my mind, you know, you build something up and it is. So for me to just like get naked in front of strangers and have them accept me, then it turned into me just like, in a weird way, it fueled my own self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. And now I don't care what they think. Mm -hmm. um, so that was pretty big for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's funny too, because a lot of people tell me, oh, I would never be able to be a stripper. I don't have the confidence. Hmm. And I was like, you might not when you walk on that floor your first day. Yeah. But be on that floor for about 30 minutes and have me in their lingerie and have every guy you walk past like, saying a comment, like, can you take my money? Can you say, I see you naked. Your confidence, it just, it, you can't help yeah. but be confident yeah. to have any yeah. shift, you know? Because you're fueling their desire, right? Yeah. So you're just like, mm, so you feel yeah. it. And, then, and you're so desired in that room, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, a yeah. Funny, it's a funny thing that yeah. uh, so, so can do that. Yeah. So that's definitely a pro is feeling desirable. Yeah. And feeling sexy and realizing that there's 
different people from all, you know, yes, yeah, all kinds of different people that want you. And I think a con of that too, like feeding into that is sometimes it gets dangerous when you can place so much of your self-worth um, externally. Mm-hmm. So a lot of yeah. that has been like finding out a way for me to balance like feeling good and getting off on getting other people off. Mm-hmm. And then also realizing that at the end of the day, I need to be happy with myself. Right. So yeah. sex work too has really, really taught me like throughout the years because I started when I was young, taught me about setting my own personal or like physical boundaries right just through trial and error just through realizing like this does not feel good yes. so I'm not going to do this again yes. or maybe I'll do less of this you know because I'm not perfect so I'm like of maybe course. I'll do it a few more times and then of course of course yeah. yeah yeah um but cons would just be dealing with like idiot asshole men yeah. who just don't who just don't get it and yes I'm there for and yes I understand like my part in the objectification yes. of like me being a woman but also it's like I'm still a person you're a service provider yeah yeah so I do respect or I do expect a level of respect and sometimes you don't get that of course well it's like a um a garbage man you're not gonna throw your garbage at his face you know (laughs) well he's a garbage man so like you know he asks for it's like no he's a service provider you know he deserves just as much respect a sex worker providing sex deserves just as much as respect you know some people yeah they just don't understand that yeah i had someone on the podcast i I think it was john actually was on his podcast he made a comment saying you know um you should i want to yeah yeah but he made a comment you know saying um it drives me crazy when you tell me about how men treat you he's like you wouldn't bite your doctor you know, you don't bite other providers, so why are you biting a sex worker? I was like, oh my god, John. I was like, I'm gonna steal that. Like, yeah. that's so good. He's yeah. like, you think I'm like, I trained yeah. you so well. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like just because we're opening up for you, you know, when you take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100% agree. Um, what so you mentioned about your own identity and your and self acceptance, that mm. how has sex work impacted your gender identity? Mm. Um, what a okay. great question. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I very much, uh, when I was going through high school, I had moved, like, into this new big high school, and I very much remember, like, my first day there and being seen as, like, a piece of, like, fresh meat, Mm -hmm. almost, Mm -hmm. and for a lot of my life, I've identified as, like, the hot girl, or, like, not even the hot girl, but just, like, a girl that looks nice, that... And to fit into that, I felt like I always had to be hyper-feminine, and I placed a lot of value um, and self-worth on my looks Mm -hmm. and only now like in the last year two years like since from leaving like that one full-time relationship I've been much more able to like accept that fact that I'm like oh I'm attracted to women I'm attracted to all kinds of people Um, I'm thinking more now that I like identify as non-binary and like that for me is really kind of hard to navigate just Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. a lot of my job I don't feel comfortable showing up as myself. Mm-hmm. And I know like that goes th- for a lot of different jobs too. Right. But when it's like so much of your job is placed on like the performance of a certain femininity or the yes. performance of a certain kind of gender. expectation of exactly. what a woman looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard another sex worker uh, say they... <laughs> What did they say? They said that they best identify as she, but the S has a dollar sign in front Ooh, of it. I, <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah. Snaps, snaps. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, if I steal that one, to be honest. Um, I know I totally 
get what you mean, um, mm. identifying as, like, a pretty girl and having to, like, mm. uphold that. Yeah. That's um, exhausting. Like, oh, that, I know like, it's, like, whoa, poor me, yeah, but also it's, like... But, but uh, no, it, it is. But privileged people can still have problems. Yes. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> um, no, that's a very interesting thing to comment on. Uh, what have you learned from being a sex worker? Hmm. I think I've just learned that everyone really, at the end of the day, is just looking to feel good. Mm-hmm. And feel good could mean feeling loved, could mean feeling accepted, could mean forgetting that they exist in mm-hmm. a way. You yeah. know, it's like everyone is just searching for something. And for me, as a sex worker, I get a lot of satisfaction out of like connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't want connection. They mm-hmm. just want to forget, yeah. you know? Um, but what is it? Tommy, I think that's a good yeah okay that's that. not yeah all right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll leave that yeah. no but I, I echo the same thing of what you're saying that's one thing I mentioned to my my dad actually this past oh. week for lunch and I was cause my parents they know what I do for work mm-hmm. to some extent yeah um and uh, that's one thing I said to him I said you know I go for dinners and lunches with men that pay me for nothing sexual mm-hmm. and I get that you and mom have a very narrow view of what sex work is and that's mm-hmm. why you look at it a certain mm-hmm. way and that's why it makes you so uncomfortable that I'm a sex worker but you have to understand like stripping is such a minute part of what I do mm-hmm. um and sex is a minute part of what people want. Like, at the end of the day, people want companionship. They yeah. want connection. Yeah. And that often looks like in the form of having a genuine conversation with someone yeah. over lunch. Like, that yeah. is sex work, too. contact. You yeah. know, like, feeling and like... And being heard and listened and accepted and valued, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, like, something that people always seem to be shocked by when they first get in the industry is that, oh my God, people pay me just to sit and talk to them. I'm like, yeah, because that's missing in a lot of people's lives. And especially on top of it, you're an attractive person to listen and talk to. Yeah, yeah. So I I think that's a very valuable Mm. thing to learn from sex work. Mm. Um, What have been your best and worst moments in your sex work career thus far? Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, well, worst moments... Uh, <laughs> I'll talk about worst moments that I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, one time I we had I had this like arrangement with a guy, and this was when I was living in Ontario, and I went to his house, and him and his wife had been separated for a year, and they had this terrible story where I think they they had lost a child, oh, and so they crazy. still had very like they were very much tied together in a way, but they weren't. In a relationship, right? And um, I, I don't know what really happened, but his ex-wife showed up at the door and was just knocking and pounding. And you while you were there, yeah, we were in bed, and you could hear her screaming, like, "I know that cunt is up there." And I'm like, "Are you seeing someone else that she thinks I am? Like, yeah, (laughs) am I the cunt in this situation?" Hell no! (laughs) So I had to hide in the bat. I was like. I think I was 20, I don't know, I was like 23, and I had to hide in the bathroom, oh and my, my heart God. is racing, and I just kept telling him, like, don't let her in, because she's going to fucking kill me. Like, yeah. I, that's what it yeah. really felt like. So you had to just wait, <laughs> like, wait there for, like, I don't know, I don't, I couldn't even tell you how long, because, you know, times like that, exactly, yeah. it felt like two hours, like five minutes, no, yeah. it must have been at least half an hour, and then we heard someone drive away, and then he's like, okay, and then we went to the car, and I'm just terrified of that course, something's yeah. going to happen, but that was, yeah. Oh, I got a bad time. Yeah. Um, and then one of the best times. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. I've had like I've had some really good fun times. One time I had this guy who's who flew in like from LA and he paid me to just like 
have dinner with them, and then we went oh, to a nice. hotel room. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just try that he fucked me wrong. You're like, whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> that went what so a gentleman. Oh. <laughs> Wait. No. Um, and he paid me, like, can I say this on this? Doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. I think he paid, like, I was younger, and he paid me, like, a thousand U.S., so I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And... And we, all those years ago, that was a lot. Yeah, and he, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Oh, when I was a wee Not child, in the 60s, yeah. that was green money. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It was like a first for me. It was a new thing, and um, he, we got some guy. This is when Craigslist was still going on. We found some other guy off Craigslist, and the main guy who like brought me in. Um, got just like too fucked up so he couldn't even do anything so then this other guy who's way hotter like off Christ was like came in and like he fucked me while the other guy watched hot and I was like yeah this is not bad yeah <laughs> so that was a fun time 100% yeah. and he made money yeah uh, that sounds like a pretty good fucking good time yeah um Okay, so in a previous episode, I discussed the emotional labor mm. of sex work. God. Yeah, and it's undeniable that there is yeah. an aspect of emotional labor that goes into the job. Uh, how do you balance this for your own mental health? Mm, honestly, I'm still working on it. Yeah. I'm really still working on it just because sometimes it's better than others. Yeah. Um, I think for me to balance things, it's really... Like I have to be, I have to feel secure. Like if I'm at times where I don't have enough money Mm. or if I'm feeling desperate, then I'm more likely to do things that I don't feel okay about. For sure. So that's a big part of it is just like making sure that I'm like financially secure or that I have money put aside so that if something happens then I can dip into that and not go off and do something that I would normally not do. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's just boundary setting. Yeah. It's a big part of it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. Um, do you have any tips for anyone wanting to become an erotic masseuse? Mm, I mean, I would say go in with an open mind, but also I've had friends that have asked me advice, and I just I feel so strange about... I never want to encourage anyone to go into sex work because it's so personal. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you really need to agree with some of the things that you're doing, and so, for some people it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, it works for me because I like new experiences. I'm very open. Right. And I enjoy other people, and I like... Mm-hmm. And I'm a risk taker, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, advice? I would just say be safe mm-hmm. and don't let people push you around and decide beforehand, like, what you will and what you won't do. Mm-hmm. And have a friend that you can talk to, right. someone safe that you can say, listen, if you're going somewhere, like yes. if you're going like on an out call to a hotel, like I would say don't go to someone's house. I would yeah. say only go to hotels. Um, and just like use your intuition, like trust your gut. If something feels off, don't feel bad for leaving. Just get the fuck out. You right. know? Yeah. yeah. That's one thing. My uh, friends about me, because I'm, I'm very paranoid about things, but yeah. and I'm sure I've lost a lot of good money because of it, but I'd rather lose a lot of money than make Nothing. that one mistake one time. Um, it's just not worth it Nothing's to me. I can make it. good money with a, like without my gut coming to the picture. Yeah. Um, so and true. I 100% I mentioned it. I had a um, crash course for baby strippers in one of my episodes, Thanks, and I yeah. said, you know, one of the things I said was, making sure you kind of already know what you're comfortable with before you enter those, like, go through those doors. Because if you don't know, and I say that lightly because there are days where you'll try something like, oh, I thought I'd be okay with it. I'm not okay with it. Or, hey, I always thought I'd be just not okay with this, but I'm okay with it. You know, it changes as you get older. It changes each day to day. But to kind of have a loose idea of what boundaries you're not willing to cross and which ones you're okay with, and it makes sure that people aren't, 
pushing those men. yeah because <laughs> they will yeah they will yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. um they will and they'll try um so okay so <laughs> yeah exactly um before we do our would you rather section uh, is there if there is one thing you'd like people to know about the world of erotic massage or in sex work in general what would it be mm. I think in sex work in general, it's just to realize, like, just to humanize it, just to realize that sex workers are people, they can have families, even if they don't have families. It's just, like, they're human beings, so, like, treat them with respect. They're providing a service. Just fucking be nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be decent. Yeah. (laughs) And about erotic massage, I would say, like, if you're a client thinking about it, it's, like, I get a lot of messages from people saying, like, oh, I'm nervous, I don't know what to do. It's, like... You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my job. Like, I'm yeah. going to make you feel good. So it's really just, like, have an open mind, mm-hmm. um, like, on the client side and just, like, try to enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's start the would you rather section. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to switch these up eventually. Okay. okay. So <laughs> number one, would you rather never be able to orgasm or never be able to make a partner orgasm? Ah, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, duh. No. <laughs> I'm a selfish bitch. Yeah, well, you better um, get a new job. <laughs> Never going to make someone work out. I know, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, then I would get a new job. <laughs> so, so, yeah, never be able to. Oh, that sounds so terrible. But never make, be able to make a partner orgasm. Yeah. Oh, but I hate both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what you decide. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you locked it. Um, two, would you rather swim 300 meters through shit or dead bodies? Oh, my God. <laughs> shit <laughs> I've dealt with shit you know like I can handle shit dead bodies why are you yeah. dealing with shit so much literally like knives and because it comes out your own say, body oh, yes. I don't I'm like <laughs> I could be like playing with shit I'm like who's no. playing with fucking shit like <laughs> I could tell you a few things potato. but I will not I okay you're going through shit then yeah. um <laughs> would you rather get away with lying every time or always know that someone else is lying ooh <laughs> I mean, people lie all the time anyway, so I'd rather get away with lying all the time. You'd rather get away with lying? Yeah. Right, I'm I also am not, like, the best. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not the best liar. Yeah, I'm a shit liar. But then I'm like, is that a, is that a lie? <laughs> <laughs> Do I even know you're such a good liar? Wow! <laughs> I've convinced myself. I don't know. <laughs> um, would you rather read minds or accurately predict the future? Ooh. Um... I mean, fuck, what's our future anyways? I'd predict the future in terms of, like, my own... S- no. Uh, my own selfish game. Um, predict the future. Yeah. Okay. For sustainable humanitarian No, it wasn't. Purposes. It was for self- <laughs> Fuck you. Come it was on, first of all, I get... You do the lottery. Rich the stock market. Uh, yeah, yeah which clients are good. Yeah, I know and what then, you do. Yeah. Oh, forget clients. That's the thing of the past. <laughs> I'm winning lotteries now, bitch. <laughs> Um, okay, so my last one and my favorite one. Your parents and your partner switch bodies. Oh, and you have to have sex with one of them to switch them back. Who do you fuck? But I'm confused. So your so your boyfriend yeah. with your oh my. boyfriend's body with okay. your dad inside. Dad's mind. <laughs> or my dad's body dad's with Dad's body with your boyfriend's I mean, mind. Oh. Or a woman and his girlfriend yeah, or yeah. bisexual, whatever. I mean, I don't want and oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably have to pick my dad's body because, like, that's a body is one thing, but to know. <laughs> you ruined me. I don't like this. 
know, right? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, obviously I wouldn't want my dad to know that I fucked him, so I just fuck his body and not his mind. <laughs> like, uh, what? Just like, no, I think I'd agree but that then, I think I'd fuck my dad's body. I don't know. I've seen I'm, my dad's dick and it's pretty big. But... John's like, where's my dick? <laughs> like, you're inside. No. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Come along for the ride. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ew. <No. laughs> On that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this now. Um, so, guys, always welcome to hit me up with questions, comments, concern, and love. Um, you can get me at five zero plus a tip at gmail.com or my Instagram handle at five zero plus a tip. Thank you so much for joining me, Heidi. Thank it was you. such a pleasure. It was so fun. <laughs> uh, have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. Bye, guys. Bye.